two, one. Let's go. It's time to dad up. Welcome to the Dad Up Podcast. The podcast for dads about dads being dads. Get ready for exciting guests talking about their experiences of parenting, the good and the not so good. Bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And let's get started. Here is your host, Brian Ward. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thanks for joining me. I'm super excited for the guests that I have on. It's crazy. I have known this guy for a very long time. Uh, we kind of ran in the same same group of people in high school. And uh, the amazing thing is about podcasts is that, um, you know, he and I kind of lost connection um, after we graduated and kind of went our own separate ways and got our own, you know, had our own families going and all that. And then lo and behold, through social media and also through podcasts, we kind of reconnected. So I'm really excited. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's doing awesome things. And I want him to talk a little bit about what he's doing. And then we'll get into the conversation. But I wanted to welcome my good friend, Chad Busick, to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Brian, so good to see you and be with you. And uh, yeah, it's so funny how so many years ago, growing up in a small town, and uh, it's been so great to reconnect with you this last year. And so I'm excited to be on and share with your listeners today. Awesome. So we, uh, we grew up uh, in a town called the Tascadero, uh, which is uh, kind of in the central, central coast uh, valley of uh, California. And, uh, you know, my parents still live up there. I don't, know, I don't know about your whole family, but I know you've moved. You've since moved. You're in Southern California, well, San Diego area, correct? So, um, and I'm in, I'm in Southern California in the, kind of the Los Angeles area, but my parents still live there. Do your, does your family still live up there? Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, I moved there when I was two years old. I have two younger brothers and my parents uh, still live in the same house that they built in 1975. And, uh, and so they're still living there. And, uh, my grand, my aunt and uncle live there. My grandparents uh, live there. They've now passed away, but, um, yeah, grew up in that small town. And, and then after I graduated from high school, I went to uh, college in Thousand Oaks, uh, to Cal Lutheran university I uh, got married shortly after that, and my wife and I moved to San Diego, and uh, we've been here ever since. Uh, my wife, Jennifer, amazing wife, uh, definitely married up uh, when, they, when it comes to that. Um, we've been married, just celebrated 25 years, and I have two oh, daughters. Cool. My, uh, my oldest daughter just graduated in May from college. Uh, she's 22, and talk about a whole different life change. She's getting married in December. So that's a whole different uh, thing. We may get into that in the conversation. And then my youngest daughter, Morgan, uh, is a sophomore in college uh, playing soccer out in a school in Chicago. Oh, awesome. Um, Okay. Well, uh, you guys, I mean, you guys are kind of in the same pattern as us. I mean, uh, my wife and I will be in this next June celebrating 25 years. Uh, And then uh, obviously you have two girls. I have two boys. But my older son, like, like your daughter, has since graduated college. He's 22. Um, he's not getting married, but uh, he's, he's, he's at the same age. And then my younger son plays sports in college. He's a basketball player and he's a sophomore. So, um, so that's very cool. Um, well, awesome. Give me a little bit of background because I know you wrote a book and uh, I want you to talk a little bit about that. But I, I, I know kind of your backstory of, you, you know, where you grew up and all that, obviously, uh, but give me a little bit of backstory about Chad and then, and then how you've kind of transitioned and things you're doing and then talk about those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, growing up in a small town and, and I, when you look at from the outside, my parents have been married for over 50 years, um, amazing father and mother, but 
that wasn't necessarily guaranteed in my life um, because when I look and as I get older and see my father made a very important decision early on. In fact, funny story, my mom and dad had been married for about five years. My dad wasn't so sure he even wanted to have kids. And my mom pretty much said to him, look, we're even having kids or we're getting a divorce, right? Um, you see, my dad's upbringing, his parents divorced when he was three. Um, his dad, and his dad actually is still alive. My grandfather's still alive, World War II veteran, and someone who deserves to be celebrated for what he gave for our country and uh, an amazing backstory there. But as a father and as a grandfather, he just was non-existent. He didn't exist um, in my life. And I, if I go back in my entire life, if I had maybe five Christmas cards or birthday calls my entire life, that's probably more than I actually got. Um, and it was really a struggle. And, and I think I learned early on that watching my dad, even to this day, struggle through the relationship with his father, he made a choice that he didn't want that relationship for his kids. And it was tough. Um, and it, I learned that our circumstances don't determine who we can become or the life that we can have. And even though he had this life that is, he was raised by his grandparents, I have two younger brothers. He was present everywhere in our lives uh, and coached sports for all the different sports that we coach. I think the one thing was funny growing up because my youngest brother is nine years younger than I am. He coached every year from the time I was six until my younger brother, my youngest brother graduated from high school. So it was like 25 years in a row of coaching wow. our different sports. Um, and I think that's such a big lesson that was imparted on me. Um, and I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be the father that I am if it wasn't for my father's decision, if it wasn't for my mother's love and support, and if it wasn't for you know God and their faith um, to be the, the life that I have today. Oh, that's that's cool. And, you know, that's kind of the same way with me as far as, you know, my <clears throat> my parents, they were great parents and they were always there. They're always, um, uh, you know, told me that they love me and all that kind of stuff. They were they were parents, but they worked, they worked a lot of hours and um, the jobs that they had didn't just didn't allow them to be as involved as maybe I would have liked, or they would have liked um, growing up. And so that kind of sent me a message kind of like your dad kind of sent me a message of, Hey, I don't want this for my own family. And so I've been very active, as you know, I've been very active in coaching my boys and have coached them from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. And I still coach today, even though they're gone and out of high school, I still coach. Um, because I love it so much. And I love being that impact and that mentor to young men um, to kind of lead them and guide them. Uh, so that's cool. And now what, I mean, what lessons did you take from that into your own parenting styles? Uh, kind of, I mean, you, you had younger brothers, right? But now you're growing, you're, you've raised two daughters, which is kind of obviously different. So uh, what lessons did you take from your parents in, in that, uh, in that transition? Yeah, it, it's interesting because my dad was by no means perfect, right? There was differences in how he raised us that I've chose to raise my daughters in a totally different way in a lot of ways. Um, so I think it was choosing your path and everyone parents a little bit different. And so what is it with your partner and how you want to parent? And certainly the world has changed in the way that parenting, it looks like. Um, I started coaching when I was really young, kind of following my dad's footsteps. So I started coaching when I was 15 years old. 
oh, and coaching wow. my younger brother. He was playing U6 soccer. And I have a picture right on my desk of me at that age coaching him. And um, it, so I was around the game for a long time and I was very fortunate. I spent 10 years coaching competitive soccer here um, in San Diego. And I was fortunate to be with a club where I could coach my daughters. And it was some of the best years of my life being able to spend on the field with them. Uh, and I coached my older daughter for four years, my younger daughter for three years, and then they kind of went through the competitive. And it's been great to connect with them around the sport. Um, and both of them were fortunate enough to play in college. And it's really the idea that soccer and sports was the life lessons that we could help learn and teach our kids through a sport um, that's really been valuable and kind of a centerpiece around our family. Yeah, and um, through, the, through the coaching, um, what do you think's been the most, uh, I guess, uh, impactful um, message you could send to parents. I mean, I know, I know there's a lot of parents that, you know, uh, coaching is just not for me. I know when I started coaching, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. When my older son was four, I was like, I don't have a clue. I can remember to this day, Chad, I can remember going to the first game and I was nervous, nervous as could be because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but what, what do you think are the kind of the lessons you could kind of help other parents? Hey, if you want to coach, this is what you need to do. What, what do you think? Yeah, with the teams and the players and the coaches I work with, the, the book that I recommend the most uh, is by Jessica Leahy, and it's called The Gift of Failure. And it's, I believe it should be required reading for any parent out there. And I bring that over to sports because the thing I love about sports is it requires our kids to fail. It, mm -hmm. They have to, there's no way you can play sports and not fail. And we look at society right now, and our role as parents isn't to prevent kids from failing. It's to help them navigate and get up when they do fail or they do experience setbacks. And so to me, that's the biggest lesson. And how we do that really matters because well, I'll give you an example. Uh, my younger daughter, Morgan, a couple of years ago was playing soccer. She was a sophomore in high school and she was playing on the varsity team. Um, and she was starting on the varsity team as a sophomore. And it's a good competitive team down here. They had just won CIF the year before that. Um, and the coach had moved her from her preferred outside back position to a center back position, okay. a position that she'd never played before. Um, and so early on in the season, I think it was like the second game of the season, we're playing on the road against Coronado. And she's just playing against a girl that's just bigger, stronger, better, faster. And early on in the game, the girl gets the ball about midfield, touches it into the space, runs right by my daughter in, shoots and scores a goal. And as a parent, you're like, oh, no. Right. And then about 12, about 15 minutes later, the same girl gets the ball at the top of the box. She does this like crazy, like step over turn move, like practically breaks my daughter's ankles right there on the court, on the field. Right. And shoots and scores again. And as a parent, you're going, oh, my goodness, you feel you feel terrible for your kid in that situation. Right. And I think one of the things I read a book recently, it talked about we need to help our kids understand. We need to help ourselves understand and separate things that are truly life threatening and just things that are ego threatening. <laughs> That's right. a tough thing sometimes. So after the game, my uh, the coach comes up to me and says, hey, Morgan's not feeling well right now. Her stomach's bothering her. Would you can she ride home with you? She just doesn't feel well. 
And so I said, sure, we'll take her home. And Brian, you'll appreciate the next part of the story because you know when kids struggle in sports a lot of times, you know how they're feeling just by the way they walk to the car, right? right. She's just mad look on her face. She's got her backpack on and she's just marching to the car and she's just pissed off, right? So we get to the car, she opens up the trunk, she flings her bag in the trunk, she slams the trunk, she gets in the back seat, folds her arms, and just has this mean look on her face, right? Just really upset. Well, I think a little differently, right? And what, what I do. So I turn to her and I go, Morgan, what a great game. And she goes, dad, are you serious? Did you even watch that game? I was terrible out there. And it was just like a fish hitting the lure and just off it went. And all these things went in through her mind that she's now, I was terrible. I told you I can't play center back. Why would the coach put me at center back? I can't, I play outside. Right. And all these things just da-da-da-da-da. And I looked at her and I said, yeah. And look how much better you got today. Look how much more you improved today. Yeah, that girl is ridiculously gifted and talented. But you learned in the game that you either had to give her lots of space or no space. And you actually took the ball away from her several times throughout the game today. But you're so focused on those couple of moments where she beat you and scored that you've physically made yourself sick. That instead of being on the bus with your team, you're riding home with us right now and missing out on that opportunity to be with your team. And oh, by the way, Morgan, you didn't even lose the game. You guys tied the game, right? So I think it's so important, this idea of failure. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is that the path to success is paved by mistakes well handled. And we see so many times now we have these parents, we used to have helicopter parents, right? The helicopter parents hovering yeah. over. We've gotten rid of the helicopter parents. We've replaced them with the bulldozer parent, right? And they're just plowing the path for their child. And they're just like, look out world, here comes my kid and they're amazing. I think for me, I love sports and I love what I get to do because we're going to fail. And I tell people all the time, I want you to be really, really good at failing. And people say, though, that sounds terrible. But I know and I look at my own life, the things that I've gone through, it's those tough times that's made me who I am today. Those are such valuable lessons to teach our kids. And you're right. Parents today, um, you know, I, I've come across them. I mean, I come across them all the time, but parents today, they really try to um, kind of plow this, this path for their kids. And it's, it's not a good lesson to teach them because it's, you're setting them up for failure in the future. And I think it's so important when kids are growing up that you're right, that they experience these failures and learn how to adapt and grow from them because that's only going to set them up for success later on. Because as we know, when we hit, you know, the adulthood, the adult world, life hits them in the chin. And if they don't know how to get over an obstacle or handle a failure in their life as an adult, um, it's just going to be kind of this spiral, kind of this, uh, just kind of this snowball effect. And so I think that's, I think that's a great lesson. And I think that's a great um, um, talk that you had with your daughter. And I'm sure maybe at the moment, because she wasn't in the headspace to really cope and understand it. Um, but I think that she would appreciate it now, knowing uh, where she was then and where she is now. And look at the things that she's doing now and the things that she's accomplished. Maybe that failure helps set well, her up to what she's doing now. Well, Brian, I can connect that dot for you perfectly. So fast forward a couple of years later, last year, she's a freshman in college. Um, once again, starting on her college soccer team as a freshman playing outside back. 
And about halfway through the season, their all-conference center back goes down with an ACL injury. Mm. And the next day, my daughter gets a text from her coach, Morgan, we think you're about, we're thinking about moving you to center back. Okay. I got a text from Morgan going, dad, coaches talk about moving me to center back, but that's okay. I got this right. So when we do those things, there are big, huge payoffs that, and she went on to have an amazing stepping in, filling a huge void in that and the confidence that she learned from that moment. And to me, that's the moments. Those are those pinnacle moments that we're looking for as parents that we take those adversities and then we get to see glimpses of how those tough moments really turned into those moments that were formative moments for her. And she'll remember that forever. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I, when I think about those kinds of situations, I think about um, what, what kind of path is the, is the Lord leading us? What kind of path is the Lord guiding our children? And, uh, you know, we could tell our kids, listen, God's not going to put anything in your life that he doesn't think you can't handle. Um, so we have to teach those lessons to our kids. And uh, the fact that you did that with your daughter back then and led to where she is now. And that's just, that's just God saying, hey, I, I set this up for you. You overcame it and look where you are today. And that's just going to continue to snowball and, and, and pre, pre, uh, present good things in your life. So that's, that's very cool. Um, now, kind of, you know, kind of transitioning a little bit, you know, you've got one that's out of college about to get married. You've got one that's in college. What kind of, I mean, tell me some challenges that you're facing as a parent right now, because I know for me, my younger son's in college. There's obviously the little challenges here and there. My older son's out of college. He's working for a company doing, doing very well. Um, and there's even some challenges there, but what kind of challenges are you and your wife facing right now with your two daughters? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's a great question. And cause you think about the, the phases and cycles of life that we go through and, I know when it was tough when my first, when my oldest daughter left, but it was really hard when my younger daughter left because now we're empty nesters. And now, honestly, I felt bad for my wife because now she's stuck with me all the time. Right. Um, but ultimately what it came down to is, and both of them chose to, to fly and spread their wings and go to school in Chicago. Um, they, fortunately, they both wanted to go to the same school, which was awesome. Um, but it was really challenging, especially for my wife um, during that time. And it, it, it required me to kind of look and say, I understand, but part of them being able to feel confident in who they are, being willing to go halfway across the country, um, spread their wings and fly, that means that we've done a good job. That means that we've instilled confidence in them and, and all the things that they need to help them succeed. And them going is a sign of doing a good job. It's not a sign that they wanna be away from us. And I think that's a really important message I think we get it wrong sometimes. I, I don't like this idea that we're raising children. I don't, the, the goal is not to raise children. The goal is to grow adults. And right. if we're going to grow adults, that means that they're going to grow and do their own things like we chose their own path. And so the role that we play as parents changes. And now as my daughter is getting married, that role is completely different. And it's, you know, trying to find that sweet spot in there and helping to support her in the ways that we can support her. Um, but understanding that these, this is her path. Now we've done our job. We've prepared her for it. Now we can still be there to help support her, but ultimately it's her journey. Right. And I think that it's a good point that you bring up. Cause I talk a lot about it on my show is that, you know, as parents, when our kids are younger, 
we're really trying to help um, guide and shape them into uh, productive human beings, right? Um, living a healthy and productive life and doing things right that are, you know, legal and moral and eth ethical. Um, but as they get older and as they in enter this world of adulthood, um, our job is kind of, it's partly done. The only thing that we have to do now as parents is just support. And we can still provide you know, guidance as far as advice goes, but they may not take it. And even, you know, as kids, they may not take it, but as adults, they may do their own thing and that's okay. We want them, we still want them to go through these phases where they may fail even as adults. Um, but there's a lot of times that my boys come to me for advice or for support and I'm all in, I'm all in. But when it comes to decisions that they have to make themselves, uh, to kind of help guide the direction that they want to go. I allow them to make those decisions. Whereas kids, we, we may not allow them to make those decisions, right? We may kind of try to try to turn them a different direction, but as adults, I allow them to make those decisions. And if those decisions end up not being a good one, then they just kind of course correct, right? They just kind of pivot and change directions and go a different route. But as long as we are just there to support and help them and, and provide advice to them when they need it, Great. Um, but that's, that's the important part about this transition from raising kids to now having adult children, right? I call them adult children, but they're adults now. Um, so that's, that's real. That's a really good point. Now I want you to, before we kind of finish up here, I want you to kind of talk about the things you're doing now, because I know you're, you're making a huge impact in uh, not only your community, but also in, you know, the various circles that you run in and then also about your book, The Rock Tumbler. So um, tell me a little bit about what you're, what you're doing and, and kind of the direction you're going. Yeah. So uh, my company is called Championship Mindset and I, and I work with both corporate and athletic teams on leadership, mental performance. So uh, I'm a master facilitator with advanced sports technology. So working with players, coaches, and teams on the mental side of sports. So it's the seven fundamentals of mental toughness. So it's awesome to be able to work with, whether it's from uh, competitive sports, I work with teams at the division one, division two, three NAI level across all sports. And, and I love being able to be in the locker room, working with teams, because I believe that that window of sports can help us. And the things that help athletes be excellent in their sports are the same things that can be, help them be excellent in all areas of their lives. Um, I'm also a certified trainer with the Power of Positive Leadership for the John Gordon Company. So I do a lot of corporate leadership there uh, and working with co coaches and teams. Uh, I have some original content. I have a, a why my company is called Championship Mindset because it's a championship mindset formula that I created. And it's this idea that champions act and behave like champions long before they ever become champions. So the formula really quick is just this idea of talent hard work, attitude, mental toughness, teamwork, and passion into everything that you do. And what I love about that is that while it's also an, a formula for success in sports, I believe that that formula is the formula for success in everything. Talk about Absolutely. dad up, right? Dadding up and, and um, being the best that we can for our kids and in our families. At the end of the day, it's our talent our hard work, our attitude, our mental toughness, our teamwork, and our passion into our kids, into our families, into our professions that make us make up that championship mindset. And to me, that's what I'm so passionate about. Um, and then to, to finish up your question, uh, the idea of my book, it's called The Rock Tumbler. Um, 
it's I, admittedly a lot of people may not know what a rock tumbler is. So I always have to do a little quick education. Uh, a rock tumbler is sometimes called a rock polisher. Uh, you take a bunch of rocks, you put them into a cylinder, you add water, you add grit, and it spins on this machine 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the whole process takes uh, over a month. And the idea is that it's really an analogy for what we live in today. The, the world we live in is a rock tumbler and it can either tear us down, chew us up and spit us out, or it can shape and mold us into the people that we're meant to become. So the book is a fable. It's a made up story about two friends, uh, Chip and Corey, which are two rocks that I find on my run. And we follow them through the rock tumbler. So it's divided into a few parts. It's the ingredients that go in. It's the process that happens inside the rock tumbler, and then it's the results. And throughout that, there are 16 life lessons that we can learn from the rock tumbler. Uh, and then at the end of it, the very end, I pair a verse uh, from the Bible with each of the 16 lessons. But it really comes down to two things, is that our circumstances do not define who we are, who we live for, or who we play for, but who we live for, who we are, and who we play for will be revealed by how we respond to those circumstances. Uh, and the second thing is that um, our identity, when we know our identity, it's an endless uh, opportunity to what we can become. But when we're so focused on what we will become, it's an endless search for who we are. And when we look at especially the last 18 months and what's going on with COVID and as social justice, everything, it's a lot of people are searching for who they are. Um, and I believe we got to you know, get that right. And we think about the world that we live in. We spend we all love the peak moments. We love all love the mountaintop moments that we right. get. But the majority of our time is going to be spent either heading into a rock tumbler in the middle of a rock tumbler or coming out of a rock tumbler. So if we can change our perspective on how we deal with those moments, we can change the outcome and, and how that affects us. Mm, that's awesome. And the, the book is, I mean, it's a, it's a book that, you know, parents can read. It's a book for anybody, uh, really, uh, whether in the corporate world, or you're a parent, or even a player, an athlete, a, a kid can even read the book. Uh, it's a very easy read. It's a great book. Um, and um, I appreciate uh, the fact that you shared that. It's, it's, it's a book that everybody should pick up. So if you haven't picked it up, make sure you do. Um, and I just want to say this, Chad, you know, you and I have been, you know, I say friends for so many years, but as I said earlier, we've kind of lost connection, but we've kind of regained this, this friendship. And I'm looking forward to not only the things that you're doing, but continuing this relationship um, between the two of us, because uh, you're a good dude, you're, do, you're going places, you're making, a, making an impact, uh, not only on, in, in, for, for youth, but also in, in, in the circles that you run in as far as the corporate, go, the corporate world goes. So um, I appreciate you being on, brother, I really do. And I look forward to uh, continuing our friendship. Well, Brian, I can't thank you enough for having me on. And I'm so glad that we got to reconnect after all these years. And I think it's just, it's amazing in what you're doing. And I thank love you. your message. Uh, and so it's was so much why I wanted to reach out to you. And I just, I know we'll do more things together in the future. And uh, thank you again for having me on. Absolutely. Um, well, this has been another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to my podcast, uh, anywhere you can get your podcast, check out all my amazing guests, including Chad Busick. Thanks for listening to the dad up podcast. Be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss the next weekly episode while you're at it, leave a rating and review. And if you know someone, this show can help be sure to share it with them. Want to learn more? 
check out the website at daduptribe.com or leave Brian a message on Instagram at daduppodcast. <laughs>